Greetings, Alpha fans, and welcome to our Tuesday episode. The markets are all down, and uh, that is no surprise to our listeners because we know that the markets are very overvalued. Uh, when you get close to 3,000, you're looking at anywhere from 22 to 40 some times uh, projected earnings for 2020. 21 probably nobody knows what the what this thing goes to uh you cannot have any guidance at this point for most businesses so therefore um we know we're overvalued and maybe the uh maybe supports a 26 something now maybe it's a 27 something uh but I'd still think my 2,500 level is is not beyond the realm of possibility as people start to realize, hey, look, you know, the Fed came out very negative today. Fauci came out very negative yesterday. Uh, people are talking about Fauci being toast, that Trump's going to fire him. I am willing to take a bet in any amount against that. My personal uh, bet is that Fauci, if he doesn't die, assuming he doesn't die, because um, he's 78 or 79 years old, I think he will be in office uh, far longer, or certainly longer than Trump, because they're about the same age. And uh, I see Trump as a loser in November. I think Fauci will still be at the National Institutes of Infectious Disease uh, well into the next administration. He's not a quitter. <laughs> this is not a guy who's going to retire. This is what he does. So, uh, but in any event, Fauci is telling us that, you know, uh, if, if people go out and uh, go about their business too fast, then we're going to have more deaths. And I think, on the other hand, that the, uh, the purpose of the, uh, the, uh, quarantine, the shutdown, whatever you want to call it, has largely been accomplished. Because the reality of it is, is that what you were trying to do is match supply and demand of intensive care, critical care, uh, respiratory care. You're not going to come up with a cure for this anytime soon. You're not going to come up with a vaccine for it anytime soon. Lots of people are working very hard. We've got lots of chances. We've got a diverse group of people rather than a centralized, as some people would advocate, uh, you, you bottleneck type of a, of a focus on putting all your eggs in one basket. There's people all around the world working on this. And somebody may come up with something in a garage, for all we know. So lots of people working very hard around the globe, and I think at some point the odds are that we're going to uh, come up with a vaccine or a cure, but the ultimate vaccine and cure is our own immune system. And to get there, you have to achieve herd mentality, and your immunity is heritable. So the people who survived this are going to pass their immunity on to their children. That is how every virus in the history of the world has been uh, overcome, with a few exceptions. Polio uh, is one. So, you know, it is good 
that we have vaccines. It is good that we have cures, but the ultimate survival of the human race is based on our immune systems and the 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 endless struggle between viruses and and bacteria and advanced cells uh, is just the story of of humankind and in fact life on the planet. So uh, meanwhile, back at the economy, you know, the, the, I think we're going to end up opening up the economy here, but I don't know that anybody's going to show up. I think that you're starting to see things like Elon Musk say, hey, I'm opening up, come and arrest me if you dare. And they don't dare. Uh, because if you arrest people for going back to work and opening up, what if they say, what if they're civil, civil disobedience? What are you going to do? Arrest them? Throw them in jail? You can't because of the virus. So civil disobedience will start to break out as the weather gets nicer, as people run out of money, as people don't get any help from Washington or from Springfield in our state or from City Hall or from the county. So uh, people are going to chafe at this cholera they have on them, and they're going to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to open up. Come and get me. And then you got very bad optics. And particularly, we have to recognize in communities of color. You know, we've, we've got these attacks happening again. You know, police or, or vigilantes uh, racially charged. You know, if, if South Shore and the west side of Chicago start to disobey it, they're not going to send the cops in there. They're just not going to do it. Because the optics are terrible, and you know there will be incidents. So it may be that the communities of color lead the way out of this. I don't know. But I do know that there's only so long you can keep a lid on it. And then you're going to have to let people make their own decisions. And some of them are going to make bad decisions. And some of them are going to get sick. And some of them are going to die. You know, that's just the way it is. But we, I think the healthcare system is in a lot better shape to handle it now. Uh, I think you've got more PPE. I bought a COVID-19 mask at, at the Big Apple. I bought two of them yesterday. It was the last two. But you're going to go from famine to feast on the personal protective equipment. I think that people are coming up with some pretty creative uh, ways to make protective equipment, uh, the face shields and such. So, um, you know, people are going... the the the. The formal legislative regulatory bans are going to start uh, liberalizing, and they'll they'll happen faster outside of New York and outside of Chicago and the big major metropolitan areas that have been afflicted with this thing. But uh, people are going to go back to work, except obviously white collar people who can work from home. They're not going to go back to work because. The businesses have figured out, hey, we don't need to have you in the office. So why should we pay for an office? You know, why should we take the liability of bringing you to the office? So anyway, that's uh, that's the way I see it. And obviously, the market is trading on virus. You know, that's that's the the big mega trend. Now, where does that leave us, alpha seekers? Um. Another broad trend is that uh, Powell came out and said, you know, it's like the old read my lips, no new taxes for those of you who are old enough to remember George 
H. Bush, Bush the Elder, and he broke that premise. So today, yesterday or today, Powell, Jerome Powell, chair of the Fed, said, don't, we're not going to go there with negative rates. Read my lips. Well, a lot of people are saying, yeah, well, maybe they will. So uh, there's a guy named Ken Rogoff, and Alan Blinder is another guy who was vice chair of the Fed. And one or the other of them, maybe both, is talking about, uh, you know, rates, Fed funds rates should be negative 3%. And that would push money out into the economy. Because if banks can't keep their reserves at the Fed without losing money on them, then they're incented to do something with it. And generally, that's lend it. So uh, we'll see where that goes. But, you know, that's what Trump wants. Trump wants negative interest rates because Trump gets it. I mean, Trump gets that if you're going to pay me to, to, to borrow money from you, I'm going to borrow everything I can. And that gives me money to do whatever I want to do to stimulate the economy. And this is a desperate guy. I mean, if the economy doesn't get back in shape by November, he's probably out of a job. And that means he's probably in an orange jumpsuit to match his hair. So this is not just a typical election for him. There was more rumors today about postponing the election. I don't see that as happening. I mean, you talk about civil unrest. So, uh, where should you put your money? Today, we were talking about uh, airlines. I mean, Boeing's CEO predicted one of the big ones is going to go out of business. They were talking about merging them because there's not enough traffic to keep three airlines in business. This may be a federalized industry like Air France or Air Italia. So, what are the big dog execs going to do? I mean, there's still going to be... I think, at some point, a demand for uh, face-to-face among senior executives. NetJets, that's where I think the play is. NetJets and companies like that that have the partials uh, and also manufacturers of, uh, you know, like uh, Gulfstream, I think private jets are going to be in vogue again. You know, corporate jets were... a a bozo no-no after the big crash, uh, I think they're back in. Because who's going to criticize a CEO for flying on a private jet as opposed to getting on a plane with a 100 strangers and getting the virus? You know, that's going to be grounds for a shareholder lawsuit that you sent your key man CEO on a, uh, put him in first class and hoped he wouldn't get the virus command. And who else should you be looking for? Who is out there hiring 20,000, 30,000 people? Walmart, Amazon, uh, pizza places, you know, pizza companies, uh, chains, Domino's, uh, Papa John's, Pizza Hut. You know, these, these are all killing. Now, Pizza Hut, I think, is owned by Pepsi. But, you know, buy people who are hiring people because that means they are benefiting from the shift of demand and mostly it's from you know things where you have to expose yourself to the virus where to things you don't like digital commerce e-commerce delivery ups probably making out uh, fedex those are that's that's one of the mega trends i think that you take a look at now some of these companies that you would think made out didn't make out because they had a 
extra hiring costs, like Amazon had a bad quarter. But, you know, in the long run, if you're a buy and hold person, that's where you want to be. Uh, Kramer has a thing called the COVID index. So, you know, today everything got beat up and he thinks it'll get beat up again tomorrow because the Fed's uh, reverberations, when, when Powell speaks, the reverberations last a long time and everybody tries to trim their, their longs. And if you're talking negative interest rates, bonds are where you ought to be. Even though Powell said there won't be any, people don't believe it. So he said uh, this afternoon, wait until 2.30 tomorrow, and that's when the rallies start after all the programmatic guys have uh, you know, done what they do. So if not, then wait till Friday and then take a look. He's got a COVID index, and it's got companies like FedEx and Amazon and Walmart. So... Uh, Go there, you know. You can easily find that if you're if you're in a trade mode, but maybe maybe a long investment mode. As these things get down, as the S and P gets down to twenty five hundred, twenty six, twenty seven, that's where you want to buy. Um, and that's how, by the way, these sixty uh, forty portfolios. I used to wonder how these things work because if you're sixty percent equity, forty percent debt, don't they cancel each other out? Well, the way they really work is. They rebalance. So if your equities go down, then your bonds go up. And then what the smart guys do is rebalance. They sell off some of the bonds and use it to buy the equities that are down. And that's how you end up making money when it seems like these things cancel each other out. So that just dawned on me recently. Now, here's something. Report from Apple News. Yeah, the Fed. It's a piece on the Fed. This is from The Guardian. Uh, pace of the downturn is without modern precedent. The lowest paid Americans are hit hardest. So that kind of plays into that whole democratic socialist uh, agenda. And uh, Joe Biden is an unlikely uh, torchbearer for that. But still, we'll see who he puts in as VP. The Fed says 40% of households earning less than forty grand uh, included someone who has lost a job since February. So this has been very rough, and he is calling on the uh, the the executive, the legislative branch, to do something. Uh, the scope, and so that means a fiscal solution as opposed to monetary. Paul says the scope and speed of this downturn are without modern precedents and definitely worse, significantly worse than any recession since the Second World War, which means the Great Depression, uh, which nobody likes to say out loud. It's cost 20 million jabs, a level of pain that's hard to capture in words. So this is not a guy who is into the happy talk thing. Uh, there's going to be a Thursday report that uh, shows that minorities have been badly affected. So that's going to be, you know, call to action. Latinos, highest unemployment, 19%. Uh, African Americans, plus 10 points from 6.7 to 16.7. Those without college educations been particularly damaged. Teen unemployment, 32% up from 14. Yeah. Well, the Paul says, while the economic response has been both timely and appropriately large, it may not be the final chapter, given that the path ahead is both highly uncertain and subject to significant downside risks. None of that spells mother. Uh, he didn't specify what measures should be taken, but said additional fiscal support could be costly, but worth it if it avoids 
long-term economic damage and leaves us with a stronger recovery. So that plays right into the uh, Pelosi playbook. She just came out with a $3 trillion uh, stimulus. I don't know what chapter we're on, if this is the second wave or the third wave. But they're going to keep printing money. And, uh, you know, that may help. But we're in for a rough ride, so buckle up. And, uh, you know, S&P 3000 is just fantasy land as far as I'm concerned. Um, that That's a trading range, and I think at the top of that, you want to lighten up for sure. All right, let's see what else is in our little uh, topic list today. Bear with me one second while I look at my agenda. Uh, Berkshire Hathaway. Berkshire is like 1.1 times book value. And I heard one of the CNBC talking heads today say, you know, book value is pretty much the, the, the bottom there. That's that's your bogey, as Guy Adami says. So, you know, <clears throat> that might be one where you want to take some options, uh, sell some puts at that book value mark, and uh, maybe buy an upside call at 10 or 20% with the money. Uh, might take a while to play out, but... Uh, there's a gap between what he owns and, and the book value of Berkshire. You know, he owns a lot of Apple, and and the price of the stock is not reflecting that. I think people are down on Warren because he made a mistake with airlines. But who knew, you know? So anyway. Uh, they had the uh, McCormick Spice CEO on CNBC today, and he said, you know, they're doing great. I don't know if you want to go chasing that, but food at home is his theme. And we were talking today about buying a, Ventures Next, we were talking about buying a pizza franchise because the pizza companies are going through the roof. So you got a pizza connection, you know. So, uh, And I think that's about it for today, guys. Uh, we respect your time. But I, I heard a great... Now, this is going to be some mild profanity. So, uh, you know, we got a snowflake alert coming. But I heard a great quote today from a friend of mine. Uh, also an insurance guy I do business with, Alex Shabicki at Northwestern Mutual. He says, don't write, don't let your mouth write checks your ass can't cover. I thought that was... <laughs> and I've always uh, criticized politicians for writing checks they, they can't cash. Uh, like our friend Rob Blagojevich, who's on the loose again. Uh, fortunately, not in any elected office. But I think that speaks to... In a humorous way, hopefully, position size. You know, we talk about all these possible trades, but what we're talking about is alpha opportunities. So, you know, maybe you take 10% of your net worth, maybe five, and, you know, bet on some alpha opportunities and don't don't trade anything you can't afford to lose. Uh, and that's why we like some of these stocks like the one we talked about yesterday, uh, which is like a under $3 a share. You know, you buy 5,000 shares of that, what are you, $15,000? If that's like a half a percent of your net worth, so what? You know, if it goes to zero. I don't think it will, but, or else I wouldn't talk about it. But, you know, don't write checks you can't cash. And that comes down to position size. You know, maybe you buy 100 shares. Maybe you buy 200 shares instead of putting 10 grand in it. Uh and also, I think, don't 
get into too many positions. You know, you can only keep track of so many things. The the five-position rule is the one that, you know, count the positions on one hand that you're doing that are alpha opportunities. Uh, don't uh, get yourself overwhelmed. When I was trading options, I had 50 positions at one time. You might say, well, how could you... Well, I'd get into a position or two every day watching CNBC, and uh, I would stay in the positions, and, you know, I was a stubborn trader, so I'd stay in them and hope for redemption. And so you'd end up with so many positions. It was like the guy who used to be on the Ed Sullivan show who had the the, the plate-spinning guy, spinning the, spinning the plates on the sticks. You can't keep track of all that, especially at the time I was supposedly in a full-time job. So, I mean, even if you're a professional trader, though, uh, even a market maker only stays in, like, five stacks, you know, because it's, it's like playing five games of chess at, simultaneously. You can't play 50. So, um, unless you're, you know, got some kind of computer genius program, don't, don't, don't get overextended either in your position size or the number of positions that you have. Keep things manageable. Don't add another one until you close out one of the five. And at least for the foreseeable, you know, until you really get to be good. And I never did. Uh, don't, don't get yourself overextended mentally or financially. That's my tip. Now I will uh, make an announcement here. I'm involved with a uh, an outfit called Regiment, and they have a website. A guy named Mike Cavanaugh is uh, the guru, and they are doing a capital raise. So uh, I'm invested through Ventures Next, and we are uh, contemplating. Uh, they just made a capital call, which is a good capital call, and. Uh, the valuation on our original investment in this is now 10x what it was. And this is according to a, a, a valuation guy who's on the faculty at the Paul. Uh, so that's good news. And uh, now they're going to raise more capital so that they can become a broker-dealer. And basically, Regiment uh, is a platform whereby... Uh, Seekers of capital and funders can uh, can meet at sort of a marketplace for a mini VC type of an operation, and they have big plans. So uh, if you look up Michael Cavanaugh on LinkedIn, you'll you'll see his background. He's a, a very uh, well known person in financial circles. Uh, he's been instrumental in putting together the small. Business Advisory Council, I think it is. Uh, I think you like what you see. I know him personally. Great guy, Irishman. So, uh, you know, he's one of those guys where his word is pretty much as bond as far as I've been able to see. So he told me that, you know, number one, if we want to keep our... Uh, if we don't want to get diluted in this next raise, we can, we can buy in at the original valuation and keep ourselves uh, with the percentage of the of the equity that we have now, uh, which I am hopefully going to be able to get our uh, ventures next to do. And uh, he's also willing to extend that initial valuation to anybody else who wants to get into it. So I think it's the kind of thing where uh, 
Uh, it's a $10,000 minimum, which is, you know, again, depending on the size of your portfolio and your net worth, maybe not a lot of money. But uh, if if you're in that situation and if you want to get involved with this, uh, let me know. Uh, he said to me that he would welcome anybody that I can bring in uh, at that valuation. So, and as far as I know, there's nothing in it for me. <laughs> so I don't have any, any conflict to disclose here. Uh, so anyway, that's an opportunity. If you're interested, get in touch with me. You can get me at 708-334-8414 or terrynugentatoutlook.com, and we can talk more about it. I've got some documents that he's produced that you can review. So that's my opportunity du jour. Um, and it's this isn't the kind of thing I don't think where it's a quick exit, but uh, I think it's... Uh, I think it's a it's a it's a good group to get involved with. So I pass that along. One of your benefits of uh, your subscription, which is free. So anyway, this is not an offer to buy or sell securities and all that SEC stuff. But uh, I just so happen to have an opportunity I will share with you. So hopefully, I'm not going to jail for doing that. So this is uh, Terry Nugent signing off for Alpha's next. Uh, remember, don't steal it, but please share it. Uh, let us not keep our light or sound under a muffler or bushel basket. Uh, and let us uh, go forth and teach all investors. So with that, we sign off. Have a good day. Uh, live long and prosper. Uh, I got an N95 mask, so I'm feeling safe, even though I'm probably not. But uh, you stay safe, too. Bye-bye.